previously on Mystery Dungeons and Dark Rise. You're both awoken by the cry of a Pokemon. You see a pinkish light coming through the trees, glowing brightly. You follow the pink light through the trees. All of a sudden you come across a small clearing with an entrance to a cave. You see that around the entrance to the cave there are ancient writings in a language that you do not understand. At the top of the cave is a symbol of two triangles connecting five circles together. As you enter the cave, you can see that the cave is empty, except for a long, short rock in the middle. As you move closer, you see the long rock seems to have once been the base of some form of mural, but the top seems to have been broken off, with cracks running through the base and rubble lying on the floor around it. The lights in the cave go out, and in front of you appears a dark orb, surrounded by red and black mist. To its right, a white orb appears, with pink and purple mist flowing around it. They both disappear, as above them, a golden orb appears, emitting a blinding light. The same pinkish light you followed appears between where the three orbs were, and you hear the call of the Pokemon that led you here, Mew. You emerge from the trees surrounding your campsite. You both notice on your left forearm, as though tattooed into your skin, the symbol from above the cave and the floor of Acer's lab. To the right of the clearing, you see a large stone statue of a mouse-like Pokemon with a long tail. In front of the statue are two men with their backs to you. As you approach, they both notice you. The man with the blue hair continues his conversation. It's amazing how over time tales change, details are lost, and soon lose all meaning. Master Lee replies, It's like you want there to be more to the tale. Mew was the first, and it made the forest its home. Sig turns to Master Lee, Not the first, but close. Still facing the statue, the monk says to both of you, Some people can't see what's right in front of them. Some think they see what they want to see, but without all the pieces to the puzzle, one cannot see the whole picture. The monk bends down and brushes aside some moss covering a rock at the base of the statue and you see the same symbol that is on your arms. Can you tell me anything about it? What it means? What is it? He smiles at you and says, the truth always has a way of revealing itself when it's ready. Takeshi looks at you both and he says, you both have the symbol on your arm? Prophecy. For with the power to bring balance of human and Pokemon combined, he shall come and judgment will be brought upon us. While all this is going on, Cherry is still flicking through pages in the book. And she's like, well, this is all really nice, but that's not even the best bit. There was one thing that I think I have managed to translate. Go on. On one of the first pages, there's just something about a rock, some water, and what I think is a shield. But below it is a picture of like a rocky cave with a sort of half circle over the top of it. The professor drew the symbol like on the entrance of the cave. Takeshi looks at you and he says, the only few places I can think of with caves in Yume region are Mount Coronet and the Prophetic Desert. Prophetic prophecy kind of sounds like a place. You two up for it? Yeah, completely. I'm ready to help. Okay, well, maybe you should start in Acacia Town. It's in the middle of the desert. See if you can find anything about this cave. And welcome to episode 20, 20. of Mystery Dungeons and Dark Rise, a Pokemon role-playing adventure and the tale of two young trainers and their journey through the Yume region. I am Coatsy, I am your dungeon master. Well done. Well done. Did that without looking at your script? Didn't read it once. You didn't, I no, contact the whole I, time. I, I was, you missed out, you didn't say journey together. You missed out a word. <laughs> we'll give you an A, not an A+. Plus. A minus. <laughs> I'm going to kill both of you this episode. <laughs> Shit, we pissed him off. We poke that bear. Um, we are still together, still oh, together recording. We're doing now. a big. We're doing a big day sesh after the last one. Um, now I'm going to break more because it's episode twenty. So I'm going to ask you both a question now. Okay. For your facts, I would like to know if Chuck or Felix could be any 
gym leader and like what type would they be? Usually go first. I'll let you build that. Sure, fine. Yeah, I'm Jack. I play Felix. I'm sure you will know that by now. I guess, yeah, as alluded to in a previous fact, Felix's favourite member of the Elite Four in Sinnoh was Bertha, the ground type user. I'm looking at the composition of his team as well. It's kind of going that way. So I would say ground would be... Noise. Felix the ground type master. Ground type master. Nice. I suppose similar for Chuck, considering he always idolised Lance, so if you think about Charmeleon's kind of a dragon looking. No, it's not a dragon though, is it? It's not, but doesn't one of the dragon types always use a Charizard? I swear Lance did have a Charizard. Yeah, but that's only because they had Dragonite. Yeah, Yeah, that was the only one, wasn't it? Yeah, and he's got Gibble. Is it Kingdra the only dragon in Gen 2? Yeah. Kingdra and Dragonite. Because, yeah, you had to go to the Dratini layer. Get the dragon. You didn't even take on Claire, didn't even have a dragonite, she just had dragon yeah, air. Yeah. What a loser! Yeah, she was a bit Imagine being a gym leader and Living not even having a fully shallow. evolved form. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not as bad as in, I think it's in Gen 3, where your rival doesn't even have a fully evolved form of their starter right at the end, just before the Elite Four, like no. May and whatever he's called. Yeah, he does. May and Brendan, they do. No. Even Wally, no, gets I'm certain, just before the Elite oh, no, Four. I don't think they have the evolved form of their starter. No, but you take on... It's like Marsh you, But you take on Wally before the Elite Four. Dragon Someone can let us out. know who's right on this one. It's probably me because I've been right throughout on the Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As DM, we, we concede to your knowledge. So you'd go Dragon? Yeah, I think so. Interesting. Not to say that that is what Chuck would go now. I don't think he can. I've looked at the Pokedex. <laughs> <laughs> There's not that many Dragon Pokemon, are there? Right. Um, who's recapping the last episode? I will do that because it was about 20 minutes ago, so I think I can just about remember. (laughs) hope so, yeah. Again, I'll try and make it short and sweet like Chris's last one. So we started off in the June buggy, we got to Acacia Town, and Hammond took us on a tour of the museum, went through the different phases of what... What's the region called? Yume. God, that's bad, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Different phases of the Yume region and what the climate was like. And we came across a picture of a mural that looked oddly familiar. And our... Oh, no, that was later. But you did do it. But we did do it, yeah. Got the next morning. Both of our arms were a bit tingly. and went back down to the mural at that point, didn't we? That was it. Mm -hmm. Then we went off on an adventure. We went to see Officer Jenny, but she wasn't there. We met junior officer Jenny, who Chuck immediately fell in love with and managed to actually give his number to. Strong words. Fair, yeah, I'll give you that one. Not, not quite saying the L word, I don't think. <laughs> not, not yet. It's a bit far, but just got game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, got game. <laughs> then we went to the market. Felix very reluctantly bought some stuff from Flash. The Flash, oh, yeah. the, Flash, Flash. the flashing salesman. Yep. And Chuck bought a whole host of things from... Occasionally he has flash sales, that's why. Oh, oh yeah, flash sales. Very good. Yeah, Chuck bought some goodies, didn't he? He did buy some goodies. Felix used his goodie to immediately evolve his EV into a Vaporeon, which I'm very excited about. And we then went to challenge the gym. But before we could do so, we were accosted by... Hammond again in his June buggy. He took us to the dig site that he'd mentioned where the mural had been filled in with a new piece of the puzzle. And as we started gazing upon it, we were drawn into it. And that's where we are now, in darkness. Yes, so there was an Arceus appeared on the mural and as you touched its forehead, the symbol appeared and then everything went black. Arceus didn't actually appear, it was just on a painting of... Arceus, right? Yes, it wasn't an actual Arceus. The 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 painting of Arceus appeared in the Mm. gap in the other painting. And something Mm. happened in the dig site. We don't know what yet. But no one knows what yet. I could guess. But Hammond said, who the bloody hell are you? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, you sure you're ready? No, not really, but let's go. I mean, you wrote it, so I have faith. I'm not ready. I'm a bit worried now. Yeah. Big this episode up a lot. So, I think we have to make death saving rolls straight away. <laughs> yeah, immediately. <laughs> you open your eyes. Cue the music. You open your eyes and you find yourselves lying face down on the ground. A hard rock floor beneath you, covered in a thin layer of ready orange sand. You stand up and brush yourselves and your Pokemon off and see that you are stood in a large and well lit cavern. The walls are the same reddish-orange as the mountains in the desert. And 
eerie silence fills this space around you. Six large boulders stand in two rows of three, creating a path between them that leads your vision to a small tunnel at the other end of the cavern. At the far end of the tunnel, you see a bright light illuminating something large floating in the air. Are we drawn to it? Drawn towards the light? Tell me, it's your character. Is there, there's no one else around then? None of the other guys? Hammond? You are alone, alone. in a large, effectively empty cavern. empty cavern that's well lit. Okay, Chuck looks for Felix. You're right next to him. Right next to him. Okay, and we've got Pokemon with us this Your time. Your Pokemon are with you this okay. time. What's Rowdy's reaction to the light? Roll insight. I'm going to say Chuck does an insight check. Chuck does an insight check so and Rowdy gives him advantage. <laughs> well, that's, it. that's not great either. No, that's not. Six plus. It's nice to not see each other's rolls. <laughs> okay, so that's an eight in total. Um, you don't get any bad feelings from it, but it's very, like, you're intrigued. Is it the same sort of light? orb that we saw in the cave um no i'd say the light is actually just illuminating a large floating object so it's more of the object that is curious to you but you're not getting any bad vibes off it okay and the large boulders the sort of two by three are they just boulders or are they statues no they are just large boulders right okay Um, so yeah, two rows of three almost forming like a path down yeah. the middle. But they're in the middle of the room. So you're at one end, you've got the boulders in the middle, oh, okay. and then at the far end you've got the tunnel leading towards the And the boulders not geodude or nope, they're just explode as we just, <laughs> they're, they're not gonna explode, just boulders. Okay. okay. So yeah, Felix kinda looks at Chuck and goes What's going on? You, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Just a little bit they scrape my knee, but what is that? light thing should we check it out Felix looks around the rest of the room sees nothing else and goes guess there's only one way to go as you pass the first two rocks you hear a rumble from above as a large rock slides down the far wall and lands in front of the tunnel blocking it off and kicking up a large cloud of red dust you cover your eyes and you hear a loud thud and a large crack as the ground shakes beneath you. As the dust clears, you see a second rock in front of you. It lets out a large roar-like sound, raising both of its arms and slamming them into the floor. Your Pokedex pings Reggie Rock. Oh Oh, my god! I thought it was just going to be a golem. Regirock, a rock Pokemon, it is entirely composed of rocks with no sign of a brain or heart. It is a mystery even to modern scientists. Of course, yeah, because the Reggies in there, they have like um, the rocks. Yeah. Oh shit. Should we, um, should we roll initiative? (laughs) Oh no! Come on, Rowdy, let's go. Jesus. Oh, my God. A 10 for me. Uh, A 4 for me. 15 for Reggie Rock. Okay. Goodbye, party. Rowdy, let's go. And Rowdy comes out. (laughs) He's just staring down this Reggie (laughs) Rock. With a little wink. Chuck's having to hold him back. He's going, let me at him, let me at him. (laughs) Just holding onto his black belt, just like by the the tether. Oh, dear. Okay, fine. Reggie Rock is going to kick things off with a rock throw aimed at Rowdy. Might need to use Endure here. 22 to hit. Hit. It's a fucking legendary. He's going to have. Oh, that's four. I can see he's rolling four dice. (laughs) I don't like this. I'm going home. (laughs) I preferred it over Zoom. I didn't know what was coming. (laughs) Two, four, six, seven. That's 13 damage. Okay, halved because of resistance to rock. Uh, yep. Nice. So, That's great. okay. Rowdy kind of punches through the rock as it comes at him, but some of the shards hit him in the face. So it takes six damage there. Um, two boulders, you guys. Two boulders, two boulders, Reggie Rock. Okay. The whole room's a circle. Okay. Okay. So Rowdy punches through the rock, 
Chuck takes cover behind one of the, the smaller boulders as he sees this rock throw come through and just grabs Felix and takes him with him and says, like, get, get behind me here. Rowdy, hit back. Brick break. Oh, new move. New move. It's not going to hit, is it? 15? Does not hit. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, so what happens here? Rowdy charges in as the shards of rock are still flying behind him and tries to go in with a kind of karate chop across the side body of, of Reggie Rock. Yep, but Reggie Rock, I guess, just steps back and doesn't even get hit. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, um, that didn't work. Quick attack. Okay, that's better. 24. That hits. Okay, good. So four damage. Okay. Just halved, I'm assuming. I didn't. I was on the verge of saying it. I was like, no, don't. Every little helps in this battle. I'm honest. Takes two damage. Okay. So yeah, Felix is yanked back by Chuck. He was a little bit frozen in his place. He's, he's, despite his travels, he's never seen anything quite like a Reggie Rock. And I'm imagining it's making the weird Reggie noises that they make. <laughs> and seeing Rowdy be so brave and get in there with a brick break. Felix is going to try and draw the attention from a distance and shouts for Vaporeon to let loose with a water gun. Nice. 10. 17 to hit? Doesn't hit. Oh my god. So yeah, Vaporeon, despite being quite energetic in his one pre- her one previous outing we've seen so far, is also a little bit frozen in fear. But hearing the water gun rears ahead back and just shoots a jet of water towards the Reggie Rock, Reggie Rock in just its general direction, but doesn't really aim, and it just flies past the Reggie Rock into the wall behind. Is it? <clears throat> is Vaporeon behind the boulder with us? No, because it, it, it had to sort of jump out a little bit, so it had oh, a line okay. of sight on the yeah. Reggie Rock. So the water gun will hit the one of the boulders. Okay. Roll damage anyway um, with the water gun. Right. Okay. Oh no, it's a golem. One plus six, seven damage. Okay. That boulder's going to take seven damage. Interesting. As a bonus action, I'm going to use Helping Hand as well. Nice. Okay. So, Helping Hand is a bonus action. Uh, You can use it on your turn to choose an ally other than yourself within 60 feet of you who can hear you. Obviously, Chuck is my only ally. That ally can add a D6 to one ability check, attack roll, or saving throw it makes in the next 10 minutes before the result of the roll is called by the DM. So you can only, you can only have nice. one D6 on okay. at one time. So if you roll crap on your next do roll... Do I roll the D6 or do you? Um, I guess me. It just says, yeah, that ally can add one D6 uh, to an ability check, attack roll, cool. or saving throw. Okay. So I'll shout out for Vaporeon to do that. And... How is a helping hand look? I know in the games it's just a little clapping, clap yeah. motion, isn't it? But yeah. Um, yeah, Vaporeon sort of lets out a Vaporeon cry to get the Ryulu's attention. Right, his ears sort of, pick, prick up. Instead of clapping, Vaporeon sweeps its tail around by its side and slaps it down a few times. And it sort of, I don't know, Sam's pull <laughs> to, to the Ryulu. It echoes around like an yeah. applause. Yeah. It would be better, you know, that gift of the seal just slapping its belly. <laughs> we'll put that up on our, on our Twitter spheres. Um, so next up, Reggie Rock. Reggie Rock is going to use Bulldoze. Oh no. So it hits everything in a 15-foot circle. Uh, you've got to make a deck save against my move DC. Is Vaporeon and ourselves, are we in that 15-foot cone or are we Va- further up? Porion will be in the 15 foot cone. Okay. But we are. You two can. We're yeah. just, just outside. Better okay. Save. Oh no. I'm glad. 12. I, I'm glad I put these in. 19 plus 26. I'm going to take my helping hand on that. So Good I have D6. Okay, so that's 16 then. 16 and. 26. You both pass. Good. Good shout. So that's good as well. You can't, nice. have, you can't have multiple helping hands at one time, but, no, but you, you can, can have one every that. round if you've used it. Uh, so you take no damage. None. You nice. only, only take damage on a failure. Good. Okay. So as the the kind of the shock wave from, I guess, does it like stamp its foot or something? Yeah, like it that? slams its arms mm. back down on the ground, and you just feel the ground like ripple out in a fifteen foot circle around yeah, it. Yeah, and Rowdy hops over it like a jump showdown. <laughs> okay, that's the music you'd make for this fight. <laughs> metal cover, <laughs> metal cover of Fall Guys. <laughs> right, is it Rowdy's go? 
Yep, Rowdy's oh, up. Let's go. Can Chuck infer anything? Did anything visibly happen to this boulder? Uh, yeah, like uh, parts of it chipped away. Okay. As so though they got worn off by the water. Yeah. Take note of that for later. Okay. Um, Chuck says, okay, go go in again. Let's go for another brick break. 17. Will not hit. Mother trucker, Jeez. dude. Again, the Reggie Rock just slides out the way of it. Quite agilely for something of its size. And we'll go in with a quick attack. 18. Doesn't hit either. Jesus, wet. The, the Steelix was like, what, 20? Steelix was like 22. Yeah, God, that's 22. Jesus. Okay, Felix seeing these attacks miss. This Reggie Rock is, is a little bit dumbfounded by kind of the scenario that he faced, well, that him and Chuck face themselves in at the moment. He takes a deep breath, tries to steal himself, looks at Vaporeon, who is looking a bit better now, looking more focused on the battle, and shouts out, Vaporeon, get in there. Hit it with a water gun this time. Come on. Then we go for it again. Another 19 plus 26 to hit. That hits. Yes. Finally. Or 10 damage. So it takes 20 damage. 20 damage. Doesn't feel it. <laughs> what does it look like? Perfect. So Vaporeon, encouraged by the fact that it dodged over this bulldoze, lands perfectly on all fours, weight evenly distributed amongst each foot and is in prime position ready as soon as she hears water gun she lets loose with a powerful jet that hits the Reggie Rock straight in the belly we can't tell if it does anything to it but it's a hit anyways and before I before Felix can either even really shout it out she starts to slam her tail down again in the same motion and uh, we'll do another helping hand as well sweet so you've got that in the bank for the next 10 minutes. So where's Vaporeon in relation to the Reggie Rock? So, so, so pr- pretty much the same. So yeah, that that bulldoze shockwave came out. She just jumped over it. So right, so she's that, with you. Yeah, so there's, there's that boulder there. Chuck and Felix are just kind of hidden behind it a little bit and she's just a little bit more in range, So um, in view of the Reggie Rock. So obviously she's got a line on there. Uh, Reggie Rock is going to look at Vaporeon after that hit and it is going to let off a charge beam. Oh, you <laughs> fucking prick. Oh, my God. It's a 23 to hit. Yeah, that hit. <laughs> Hell shock. How many? <laughs> you can't look. You can't look. You need your screen up, guys. This is horrendous. And Vaporeon's down in a one-hit KO. How many dice? Okay. Sounds like a lot of dice. It is a lot of dice. It's like a monkey working an abacus. <laughs> don't, don't provoke him anymore. <laughs> how much HP's Vaporeon got? You tell me how much damage it does, and I can tell you if he's alive or not. They're only D4s. 16. Oh, Electric damage. So oh it's doubled. Doubles to 32. So just 32. Doesn't charge beam do. So you send a beam of electric energy at an opponent. It has a chance to power you up, make a ranged attack, dealing the damage. If a natural attack is 10 or higher, Add a proficiency bonus to the damage, so let's add another 8 to that, so that's 40 damage. He's no point is down. Are you joking? No. In one hit? One hit. Oh no. We're going to black out in this. Felix sinks to his knees, doesn't let out any cry. He's just mouth open, gobsmacked. He's never, never come across anything this powerful before. After a couple of beats, he just... Send, yeah, shouts out for Vaporeon to return. Looks at his Pokeball and goes, I don't even know what to say. You did great. I'll revive you in a bit. <laughs> really, like, Felix obviously already knew that he was in a, a big fight here, obviously, with it being a legendary. So, Pratchett's coming out. Yes, good. Pratchett the Grotto enters the battlefield. Good. Sizes up the, <laughs> the Reggie Rock. Shits himself. <laughs> look, looks, over, looks over his shoulder. Come safe. <laughs> looks over his shoulder at Felix and is really like, he's like, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. Okay. I've still got the helping hand, don't I? You've still got the helping hand. Okay, good. Chuck looks at Felix and says, don't worry about it. We'll be fine. Come on, just focus. Um, can't you talk to it? I think we're beyond that. Oh, <laughs> Try and calm shit, it down. I've forgotten about that. Yeah, I could have anyway. done, done that, shouldn't I, before... Yeah, Rowdy distracting. Break, break again. This time, 25 to hit. That will hit. Good. Good, good. good. 2d8. Come on. Big time. 
11 uh, yeah 11 damage which is doubled to 22 good nice good right that's two decent sized hits on it at least yeah so this time Rowdy connects with the kind of cross karate chop which hopefully knocks the Reggie Rock back a little bit and then follows in with a kind of left jab like just straight into the into the gut quick attack and that's a 21 that hits yes okay cool okay, okay. good okay we're getting somewhere for just two damage. So one damage. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Still... It kind of rowdy like you can see his knuckles like grazed a little bit off that. Every little house. Glancing blow. The Reggie Rock takes a little step backwards. Ooh. Ooh. After that one damage, it felt from the <laughs> from the quick yeah, like, the, pun- the punch was fine, but oh that oh, that quick attack. Ah, it's me now, isn't it? Sorry. Yeah. I'm getting on, lost. Felix. I'm getting lost in this battle. Just in awe. Both Jack and Felix. Feeling a mix of emotions, obviously seeing Vaporeon just go down in, in one hit, but seeing Rowdy start to make a dent and, and having the utmost confidence in Pratchett, seeing as what, you know, all, all they've been through already. He looks at Pratchett, Pratchett gives him a good firm nod, gives a very small shake of its little tail, knowing that it's ready to fight. And we're gonna go in with an energy ball. Yeah, we've gotta go. On. We've gotta go big. 17 to hit does not hit so in obviously Pratchett's only just hit the battlefield and there's not a great amount of light in here so he's not particularly sure where to draw in his energy from so whilst it's a decent sized ball he draws in it's not very stable and it sort of fizzes out before the time it gets to the Reggie Rock Rowdy is right under the Reggie Rock yep Reggie Rock is going to use Ancient power. Oh dear. <laughs> oh no. I don't like seeing these faces in person. It doesn't no, fill me with any like confidence. It. But miss. Oh yeah. With a thirteen. No, he doesn't. Oh. Randy has a really low AC of twelve. Okay. Oh. Well, fine. I thought I was gonna miss that one. No. So, ancient power. Lash out with an unknown inner power, make a melee attack roll against a creature on a natural hit of 19 or 20, which you didn't get. Uh, because in the game, ancient power has your, abili- all your ability scores all go up by one. Oh my god. So that is going to do. I've got two reactions I can and use. 23 damage. Half to 11. Okay, that's, that's good. That's a good resistance to have in this fight yeah definitely so what does it look like um so what i'm gonna say so reggie rock sort of like puts his arms like slowly up to his waist and you see two parts of the ground rise with them and they just slam into rowdy okay ouch rowdy's knocked backwards onto his sort of back and then Kind of does one of those sort of semi backflips, back kick, like a kick up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Chuck does counter it, Ooh. which misses with a ten. Yeah. So it's just disorientated and completely knocked off balance by, by all of this. And as he's trying to use his sort of capoeira dancing techniques and everything, it just kind of falls over. Chuck says, "Rowdy, you know what to do. Close your eyes, find your balance, and go in with the brick break." Misses again. Win eleven. Yep. <gasps> okay. Like this. This one. This one's gonna hit. Quick attack. And uh, misses again with a with an eight. <sighs> Shit. Um, Rowdy's just pirouetting and pirouetting and pirouetting and just not finding any connection with this Reggie Rock. Who's seems quite agile somehow. Okay. Felix knows we've got to make a bit of a dent in this and seen Energy Ball kind of fizzle out. We're going to go back to a more of an old favourite. And he shouts for Pratchett to let loose with a razor leaf instead. Just to try and get some some damage on this Regirock. Find a Regirock? Oh no. Mad enough. Yes. 19 plus 5. 24 to hit. Hits. Razor leaf crits on a 19. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to do... <laughs> 4d2. Oh, yeah. Nice. 
21 damage. Ow. Double to 42. Double to 42. Big, big hit. Fucking yes, nice. Pratchett. Tell me what that looks like. Perfect. So, Pratchett, as he, he came in a bit cold with that energy ball, didn't really kind of grasp the magnanimity of the situation that we find ourselves in at the moment. But seeing Rowdy go in and, and miss with those couple of attacks really focused him up. He got a chance to size up the uh, the Reggie Rock. And yeah, we've had a bit more practice with Razor Leaf, so he produces two razor sharp leaves that he pings off from it's not his head anymore because he doesn't have a leaf on his head, does he? No, he's got his bushes. Got, got bushes. bushes on his yeah. shell. A leaf like that makes one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Like a little minigun almost. The <laughs> razor leaf just ping into this Reggie Rock. Massive damage. Good hit. Yes. Pratchett, what a boy. Absolute boy. Reggie Rock lets out a large weird roar. And stares down Pratchett. Bring on, bitch. It's gonna go for an ancient power. 19 to hit. Yeah, that hits. You know it's bad when there's like multiple maths going on. 18 damage. Okay, fine. Which I'm guessing is rock. 18 rock damage. Yeah, that's fine. He's actually not resistant to rock. Really? No, takes the hit, winces a little bit, but still looking looking firm. Firmly planted on the ground, eyes locked on the Reggie Rock. Hmm. Can Chuck see anything around that would give him any clues or any indication as to kind of why this Reggie Rock is here in the first place or anything to do with the boulders or anything like that? Nope. No. Okay. Well, in that case, he's just yeah. As far as you're concerned, you're just in a large cave. The six boulders in the middle, yeah, in two rows, and there's a ready rock fighting you. Yeah. Okay. Throw a pokeball at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing I mean, the species rating is no, like really twenty. You can you can try. <laughs> I'm gonna completely waste that. No. Um, break break again. Come on, let's go. Let's go, Rowdy. Seventeen. Does not hit. Okay. Quick attack. 20. Hits. Ooh, Ooh, okay, right. Okay. We know the AC. Four damage. Okay, takes the four. Uh, takes two because it's resistant. Come on, we need to get in this fight. Seeing how well Razorleaf went, Felix thinks to himself, we just got to go for it again. And shouts out to Pratchett. Pratchett, same as last time. Razorleaf, let's get him. And 17 plus four, so 21 to hit. Hit, so plus nice. five is 22 to hit. Unfortunately, not a crit, but nine. It does nine damage. Which doubles, which to, doubles 18. to 18. Not quite as Gatling gun in approach. Just three or four leaves come out this time, but they still hit. Reggie Rock is going to go for another ancient power on Grottle. Grottle. Not an actual 19 or 20, but it is a 23 to hit. Yeah, that hits. You needed two hands to roll all of those dice. <laughs> 18 damage. Another 18. 18 rock. Okay. This one hits Grottle. He's still, still standing, still still ready to fight, but he's not looking as sturdy as before. Okay, so it's Chuck's go. Got to keep at it. He's not really thinking about... He's just overwhelmed with the situation, to be honest. So, break, break again. Oh, for fuck's sake. You're rolling like shit today, Chris. I know. And then that one for a quick attack. So, it's great. Um, roll damage on the quick attack. One. So you hit another boulder, and that's going to take one damage. Which boulder? So the two back boulders that were furthest away from where you were standing. They've right. both taken some damage. Interesting. Okay. Phoenix knows we've got to go going big. Whilst Pratchett has done well in dealing with the damage that's been incoming, he knows a couple more hits like that, and, and Pratchett's out. So we're going to go... For an energy ball on this one. Oh, Nat 20! <laughs> yeah, boy! Okay. Nat. Hits. Nat 20. <laughs> You're getting all the rolls on this um, one. Go on, smash that. Not the best. 16. Doubles. Double to 32. 32. So, nice, Jack. It's a good, a good hit. So, yeah, now 
Pratchett is, is firmly in this battle and has been firing off some big hits. He's been able to draw in a bit more energy from his surroundings. There's, you know, he's in a cave, so there's a bit of dew around that he can kind of pull some energy from. There's a bit of light coming through some of the cracks that he can just absorb. Brings up a nice big ball of energy that he just swings his head at and just flies straight into the abdomen of the Reggie Rock. Also, for you, Chris... Mm-hmm. On a natural roll of 19 or 20, the next attack against the target is rolled at advantage. Well, I'm definitely going to need that. <laughs> Hope I'm going to actually I don't make know, use I, I don't know the wording of that, if that means any attack yeah. or if it's... Any yeah, attack, we, any attack. We, we've been doing the it. opposition. Okay, so. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, advantage on your next attack, Chris. So, Reggie Rock is going to... So, obviously, Grottle is at one end and Rowdy is with the Reggie Rock. Yeah. Reggie Rock is going to move in between both of you. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And he's going to let off another bulldoze. Right. So make a... Dex save. Got to make a dex save. 19. 13. Rowdy passes. Yeah. Grottle takes... Oh, fuck. Oh, no. That sounds like a lot of dice. 10 damage. Too okay. bad. Not okay. too bad. I rolled three... I rolled four ones. Wow. Perfect. Okay. Good. Good. But that's for ground damage. That's fine. Uh, sorry. Oh, for ground damage. Um, yeah, bulldozers. Ten, ten ground damage. Perfect. Halved. Nice. Four of the boulders start to... They also shake and parts of the rocks are coming off the boulders. In, in any particular... Can we sense it's any particular sort of pattern or is it just random bits falling off? The only ones that didn't are the... Back left and the middle. Uh, sorry, back right and middle right. Right. Okay. right. The rest of them all all has start some. to crumble away a little bit. Okay. As these boulders are crumbling, does it have any effect on Reggie Rock? No. No. Can we see, like, like I say, the, the boulders themselves? Is it just random bits of the boulders that are falling off? Or does it look like it's something? No, it's just bits just of random. It's bits. just bits of rock. Okay. They're taking damage. Okay. Chuck's kind of getting more confident into this fight, seeing Pratchett starting to fire off some big hits and feel some reassurance that they're kind of safe in there and that Rowdy can dodge and weave very, very well, even if he can't hit and find his mark. So <laughs> Chuck's going to use his analyst abilities to find out the level and ability of Reggie Rock. So the Reggie Rock's ability is clear body. So no status effects. So no status effects. And it is level 10. Okay. Right, this is the one. This is the one. Quick break. Okay, so the first one's a 16, so that doesn't hit. And misses again. Moving on. <laughs> okay, yeah. Felix can sort of see that Chuck is... How's, how's Chuck doing? Is he, obviously with these attacks not hitting, is he still fairly stable or is he... He's fine, yeah. He's a bit frustrated and a bit concerned that Rowdy isn't able to hit such a big object. Okay, <laughs> but, but yeah... Have you, have you landed a single? I got hit? one brick break. You off. Got one yeah. brick break, and I think like two damage of quick attacks. Yeah, in, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, Felix kind of turns to Chuck and says, "Don't worry, hang tough. We know Rowdy's a tough cookie. He can cut it. Yeah. Let's get this over with if we can." And he turns to Pratchett and says, "Great hit last time. Let's just go for it again. Hit him with another energy ball. Come on, I'm I'm, I'm due a shit roll." No. 14 plus have you, 4, have you 18. That dice or something? Does 18 not, doesn't hit. Does 18 not doesn't hit. hit. So yeah, energy ball again. It, it builds up to a good size. It's quite stable. Uh, he fires it off towards the Reggie Rock. Obviously, the Reggie Rock slightly moved its position now, so it just spins past it rather than landing. And hits one of the middle boulders for how much damage? Um, 18 damage. After the energy ball hits that boulder, the boulder just sort of doesn't explode, but it almost implodes and just falls to the ground with rubble just lying on the floor. Right. And now there are only five boulders standing. Okay, Okay, Um, fine. So the Reggie Rock is realising that Pratchett is a bit of a problem and it's going to go around the outside of one of the rocks so it's got a clear line of sight at Pratchett and it's going to use rock throw I'm going to say that that's I'm going to say he's leaving melee range from Pratchett 
from Rowdy. You can say that. So I'm going to use a break break attack of opportunity. So as Reggie Rock is moving, um, Rowdy actually runs up him and jumps up and clings onto him. Okay. But misses somehow. You you get rid of that dice. Seriously, get it. That one's gone. That's, that one's gone. Brilliant. Never mind. Good job, Rowdy. <laughs> Good try. Good, nice, nice, yeah, nice thought. Um, I know someone who's not taking part in the gym fight. <laughs> <laughs> the rock throw misses Pratchett, but does hit the rock to the left of where you are, where you are hiding. Right. And that rock that you two are both also hiding behind. Oh shit! Okay. So that's Reggie Rock's go. Okay. So the rock explodes pretty much in front throw. of you yeah, yeah in front of us and Chuck's like oh, fuck Felix come on we've got to move let's get to the rock furthest away from, from the Reggie Rock to look the top left okay yep Rowdy's still clinging on to onto the Reggie Rock says Chuck shouts brick break come on I know you can do this I know it's a new move but you've got this and that's a 19 so that's 24 to hit that hits boom come on I bloody hope so. You're on top of him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, this is quite naughty. 18 damage. Beautiful. Which is doubled. Yeah. 36. 36. So Rowdy karate chops it right down the kind of the middle of its face bit with the, the eye dot things. Yep. Says, yes, that's it. That's the one. Now quick attack. And that's 21. That so hits. Better. Better. From just the one damage, so I'm assuming that does nothing. <laughs> that does nothing. Okay, so again, it's a kind of glancing blow off the top of its rock. Whatever <laughs> you can like head is it, but yeah. Dome. Yeah, with Rowdy being sort of in, in and amongst it, despite Energy Ball doing a good a good chunk of damage last time, we're going to revert back. Felix shouts Pratchett to rustle up some leaves and let loose with a razor leaf at Reggie Rock. Doing. No. 16 to hit. Oh man. Does not hit. No, again, it rustles up some leaves. They're looking nice and pointy. Looks like they'll do some damage, but with uh, everything, the ever shifting landscape around him, Pratchett is a little bit disorientated, and the leaves just fire off to the side of, uh, of Reggie Rock. Mm. Um, Can we roll damage? Yes, please. 12. So the middle, the only rock in the middle that's left just got hit. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Reggie Rock is a bit torn in two minds here because it's got this annoying little thing like that's almost like a Joey kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually. Just hanging on to him and just... Hitting him. Like, pinching him. <laughs> and then he's got this bloody turtle with leaves on it that keep attacking it. So he... Rowdy's still attached to him, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Right. I'd say Rowdy is basically almost sat on top of him, on top of its head. Dome. Right. He is going to go for another rock throw on Grottle because he sees Grottle as more of a threat. Natural 20. I was going to say, can Riola try and stop him by like, grabbing his arm or something? No. No? <laughs> well, Nat 20... Will activate shell armor, which immune to crits. Immune to extra damage dealt by crit. Boom! Nice, Jack. Okay. So you only do the normal amount of dice roll. Nice. That's real clutch. Real nice. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. You've still got <laughs> a lot of dice to roll. Yeah. Yeah. Right, think about how many he's rolling for a normal one. Like on a crit, that would be ridiculous. Yeah. Don't even know if he's got that many dice. He doesn't. Nineteen damage. Ratchet dies. No. Ratchet falls. It's dead. Pratchett is buried under this deluge despite his shell toughening up to take this barrage but it's just one one attack too much as the dust settles you can just see he's there sort of legs splayed out and his eyes are spinning Felix drops to his knees and shouts Pratchett no Chuck picks him up and says come on we don't have time next one (laughs) get him out yeah Felix is in a bit of a in a bit of a daze now yeah returns Pratchett 
grabs a belt, grabs a ball on his belt. I, I wish we had Houdini just to pull <laughs> off a fucking yeah. surf. <laughs> Out comes Gastly. Chuck looks concerned at Felix, seeing he's only got Ghastly and one other Pokemon left, basically. And I think this is the last Brick Break that we can go for. Not going to do it. 17. Will not hit. Damn, 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 damn. And a quick attack. I'm also not going to do it. That's a 13. Doesn't hit either. Rowdy had kind of lost his balance a little bit as the Reggie Rock threw the rock and ended up kind of clinging to his arm that's sort of flailing around, so he's sort of hanging on to the end of it at the moment. Okay, so yeah, Felix sends out Gastly, and with a little shimmer, Gastly comes out of his ball. Felix is, yeah, a little bit disorientated after seeing Pratchett the Powerhouse go down and Vaporeon. He's getting a little bit desperate. Thinking back to the Murricate and Ashley fight of facing some Gastly, he knows that Hypnosis can be quite a powerful tool if it works. So that's what we're going to go for. He shouts out to, to Gastly to look straight in the Regirocks buttons, I guess. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> they are. whatever they are. And yeah, let's go for a Hypnosis. So you've got to make a Wisdom save and throw. Eight. Fails. Oh, yes. Auto sleep. So, just as a reminder... A creature that is asleep is incapacitated and restrained for a maximum of three rounds, failing all strength and dex saves during that time. A sleeping creature can roll a d20 as a bonus action at the beginning of each of their turns, waking up on a result of 13 or higher. So Reggie Rock sort of just starts to nod and then dozes off mid-fight. As soon as it comes back to his turn... Snoring away. <laughs> okay. What would a snoring Reggie Box sound like? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, Felix God. seeing this kind of perks up a bit and goes, yes. And turns to Chuck goes, come on, we've got this. Let's get in there. We do. Chuck looks at Rowdy, who is looking absolutely exhausted and doesn't think he's got much fight left in him now. And... Um, I'm trying to think if I'm close enough to return. Rowdy? Yes. 60 foot? Yeah, you're, you're well in the 60 foot. Okay, so Chuck aims, aims the Pokeball and says, Rowdy, return. Come on back. You've done an amazing job. Low tad. <laughs> I really want to. No one's, <laughs> no one's ever sent a low tad out against a red rod. That'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> low tad just can't save straight away. <laughs> <laughs> Think about this, Chris. I know who I want you to send out. Leave it on. Did I give it a fighting move as well with natural? I'm going to do it. If, so if, it, if like you give it, yeah. Hoya fucking bury it and knock it out. Hoya bury it. Where did this come? Where's Hoy come from? Recently? I don't know. It's a northern expression. Okay. Chuck's got a lot of faith in his Pokemon. Anyone that he adds to his team. Churro, come on out. Let's dance. Let's dance. Let's dance. How much HP's Lotad got? A six. No, it's actually quite chonky, to be fair. What's it got? Don't tell him. I'm not telling you. I can look, I've got it all written. Churro, <laughs> <laughs> sure, let's go. Natural gift. You don't get a turn. You oh, I don't get a turn. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, fair enough. Come on, let's dance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try and kill that one. Right, Felix. Felix, okay. Felix is buoyed by Gasly's hypnosis working so well straight off the bat. And he shouts to Gasly, get straight in there. Give that Reggie Rock a big old lick. That's <laughs> oh, funny. Oh my God. Your luck is just crazy. I don't think it becomes paralysed. I don't know if you can be paralysed and asleep at the same time, though. No, you uh, can't. Which is oh, annoying. No, that's sad. Um, so that does 14 damage, that lick. So Ghastly floats over and with the biggest tongue that you've ever seen, <laughs> just licks it from midriff to top of Ooh. dome. And you can see the little sparks kind of fly off, but obviously that might just be because he's asleep. I've had some mad rolls today. Yeah, you have. 
And I'm glad that we're in person so you can see that there are legitimate <laughs> yeah. roles as well. Because if this was over Zoom, you'd be like, are you sure? <laughs> Felix, yeah, looks at Gasly and goes, yes, Gasly. Great stuff, buddy. Big lick. Big slobbery dog. Reggie Rock is going to see if it wakes up. Stays asleep. Yes. Come on. Come on. Come on. Chuck's like, Jura, can you feel that? Can you feel the beat? <laughs> I love in the middle of this fight, right? you're asking a lily pad. You're both, can... you're both just We're dancing with each other. Oh, fantastic. And um, Lotad nibbles down on the leper berry that it's got and it's going for a natural gift. Natural 20! Churro! Churro the hero. Okay, so that's 2d12. So you draw, you draw in power from your held berry releasing into a ranged attack. Make a ranged attack dealing 1d12 move damage on a hit. Types depending on what which berry you're holding, according to the yeah. chart below. And leper berry is fighting. <laughs> Look at his face! Look at his what face! What a time for a nat twenty! <laughs> You've been rolling like absolute boy. You've been rolling like absolute shite as Imagine well. Imagine if I roll two twelves on this. Okay. I might do forty-eight, da- 48 damage potentially, man. Oh! <laughs> on eleven plus an eight, so nineteen, and then. Three, so that's 22, double to 44 damage. 44 damage. That was bigger than Pratchett's energy ball. <laughs> you all laughed. You all laughed at Chiro coming out. I think he's killed it. 44 damage. 44 damage. I think he's killed it. Has Chiro killed Has it? Has Chiro no. killed it? No. Oh. Chiro. Right. <laughs> Little boy. Chiro. Look at it. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> what a hero. Um, okay, so... Churros chomps down and had a little nibble of this leper berry. I don't know. I don't remember what leper berries look like, to be fair. And the little and red ones that have got the two leaves popping out, the two oh, green yeah. leaves yeah. popping out. Um, and as it starts dancing, this footwork is getting quicker and quicker and quicker, and so much so that it kind of kicks up. It's sort of generating this um, ball of energy out of the friction it's generated, and it does a pirouette and spins around and fires off this ball of energy towards at the Reggie Rock. Which just hits it cleanly. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Takes the damage massive. It's back to me now, isn't it, as well? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Felix is flabbergasted seeing this. I still can't believe you call it Churro. Neither can Felix. That's a little Mexican man. No, it's brilliant. Yeah. And it's one of my favourite foods. Ghastly kind of floats out the way to let this massive ball of energy hit and... Felix then shouts for him to get in there with another lick. I'm just going to have to go for it again. <laughs> I mean, that's what he did get. That's the third, the third one in this fight for you. That's four nat 20s overall. That's three in a row from both of us. Yeah. But you've got it here. We are in person. <laughs> you can't. You can't deny it. You can't deny it. <laughs> what, what, how much damage does a natural 20 lick do? Well, last one did last 18, one did, didn't Last it? one did 14. And this one does 10. Okay. Gets straight in there again and just follows the same path. Like like the sea erodes away the rock over time. Yeah. These licks are slowly eroding <laughs> away the rock of the belly of this Reggie Rock. Okay. So Reggie Rock's been asleep for two turns. Yeah. So... If he doesn't wake up, if on it this doesn't one, wake up with this one, it wakes up on the next. Right, okay. He stays asleep. Oh, oh yeah! Come on! Oh yeah! Okay. Chuck is completely dumbstruck at what Churo has just done. He he, he knew that the low tad line was pretty strong from the gym fight he had with Monty, but didn't think this little low tad doing his little salsa dancing <laughs> um, could do anything like that. And Chuck says, "Do it again." Oh, no, not 20. Okay, that's not going to hit. That's only 10. That does not hit. Boo. Does the berry get used up when you use natural power? I don't think so, because it just... Well, natural it, gear. All it, all it says is just you draw in power from your hellberry, releasing it into a ranged attack. I don't think you do in game either. I think no, I don't, don't think you do. I think it's only... I think there are a couple of moves where you eat your yeah, berry. Because otherwise, you otherwise you can only use it once. Yeah, mm. so... True. Right. Felix... Again, all we really can do with, with Gasly is, is get in there for another lick. So Felix, seeing this, he goes, thinking to himself, 
this Reggie Rock's going to wake up soon. We've got to get in there with another one. Gasly, give it another lick. That's a nat one. Oh, <laughs> the luck has run out now, That's hasn't it? it? We're going to get steamrolled. Yeah. <laughs> so, Gasly's tongue is devoid of any moisture now. It's just, <laughs> it's just, dry. just dried up on this rock. It's just like rubbing sandpaper on sandpaper and does absolutely nothing to this Reggie Rock. Reggie Rock wakes up. Oh dear. And he sees this... Stayed asleep throughout, but getting smacked with that natural gift. He sees this little... No! ...thing. Not low, Dad. ...on the floor <laughs> and picks up a big rock and just chucks it. <laughs> oh, no. 13? Oh, no, my AC's 12. Okay, fine. 18 damage. Ouch, okay. 18, rock, 18 rock damage. Yeah, don't resist rock. So the rock lands right in L- and Chiro's little um, lily pad dish on the top, bonks off him. And Chiro, well, it stops him dancing, and he's not very happy about that. <laughs> so Chuck's out. Okay, get that health back. Let's go absorb. Move in close and go in with an absorb. That one. Oh, no. That one. That's it. Um, this look. is it now. We're dead. So Churro's just, he, he can't find the beat. He can't find the beat back. So Chuck's trying to like, clap. <laughs> um, Do you know what would help? Yeah. A munch like metronome. Metronome, yeah. Bring him in. And, um, and Churro fires off these tiny little green, almost seed-like glowing seeds uh, towards the Reggie Rock, but just completely misses. I'd like to do a perception check on the Reggie Rock just to see how it's doing, if possible. That is your trainer action. A natural 19. It is not doing good yeah, whatsoever. Okay. Like, so. it's hard to tell through so. a rock's emotions, yeah. but <laughs> it's almost like one, it's got one of its arms like on the floor and it's leaning against it. With that, then, thinking that in a couple of moves, if we get some good hits off, we might be able to finally put this beast to bed. Gashley's going to go in with another lick. Fuck off. That's a one. <laughs> it's a nat 20 again. I genuinely don't know how that keeps happening. That dice in the That's last crazy. Three, the last three rolls, that dice has had three nat 20s and a nat one. Yeah. And, and if you weren't sat in front of me, I know you wouldn't believe no, that. No, we wouldn't. So, so you're paralyzing. You're paralyzed now. Where you take 11 damage and you're now paralyzed. Tell me how you knock it. Yes! <laughs> nice! Yes. Boom! How, how does the lick knock something out? <laughs> it's a very dry lick. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. So, as we alluded to, Gasly's tongue is is kind of stuck with loads of kind of shards of, of boulder. And this one, again, his tongue is bigger than any, any tongue you've ever seen. Bigger than Lickitung's tongue at this point. Mm-hmm. It just goes from the bottom of his abdomen up to the top of his head. And then as a final move, he slams his tongue right on the top of his head. Nice. And down goes the Reggie Rock. Boom. So the Reggie Rock keels over. Each of you oh God, it's like receive 9,200 to split. Oh, that's not that much. It's a fair chunk. It's a big chunk, actually. From, yeah. It was almost a big chunk when you had only used Rowdy, and yeah. Rowdy was about to get like 9,500 yeah. XP. I was like, it got to a point where I was like, I need to kill the Grottle because the Grottle's hurting me, but I really need to kill Rowdy or he's going to have a Lucario before we know it. Okay, so after the fight, you've divided your XP. Let's start with Chuck. What's happened to your guys? A hell of a lot. So, well, Rowdy's just leveled up and is going to learn some new moves. So I'm going to learn Force Palm. Ooh. And copycat. And what are you going to replace? Endure and quick attack. Oh, get rid of that. Get quick rid attack. of quick attack. I think so. It's not. I mean, it just doesn't do that much damage. Mm, true. I can always switch it up when I level up again. Yeah. Lotad, Churro, the boy, 
the absolute tiny dancer is going to evolve into Lombre. So evolving into Lombre <laughs> already. <laughs> it's just you been just in one love fight. to evolve Pokemon. I do, Evolution Master. But anyway, so big buffs to stats. Felix, what happens to your team? So nothing quite as exciting for my team, unfortunately. Uh, Vaporeon gets a slice of the XP for being in the battle early on, but Pratchett and Ghastly get the bulk of it. Ghastly does level up to level 5, but that's it from me. Did I mention that Ghastly is shiny, though? <laughs> obviously, after this battle, rush over to Ghastly. And obviously, the, the, the shiny Ghastly's got a slightly blue tint yeah. to it. And because... I don't know why this wasn't obvious from the beginning. He looks like uh, a blot of ink on mm. this giant Regirock, so he's going to be called Inky. Oh, nice. Ghost as well. Ghost. Yeah, Pac-Man ghosts. Inky. <laughs> like it. Inky. Nice. Um, so, yeah, Lotad dancing away, dancing away, and as it's dancing, starts to glow white um, and gets bigger. And then as you, you see his two arms sort of come out, Doing a little, uh, you know, arms are involved in the dance. Doing a little <laughs> shimmy, doing a few sort of steps backwards, and is on, you know, two legs instead of four. And uh, yeah, there's a lombro there, which uh, Chuck's really happy about. So we fought one before. There's a lombro there. There is a lombro there. <laughs> I love that. Nice. Evolution per episode, pretty much. Yeah. For Chuck. Okay. Big. Huge. So. After the excitement of the evolution, and you're both ch- well chuffed that you beat this legendary Pokemon, the dust settles. The Reggie Rock gets up mm. and it turns to face you. Behind it, you see the rock blocking the tunnel crumble as the ground shakes beneath you and breaks up beneath the Reggie rock and it slowly sinks into the floor as though being swallowed whole. Oh God. When it is completely submerged, the ground appears smooth once more as if it was untouched. Felix turns to Chuck, kind of wipes away the sweat on his brow and goes, I can't believe we just did that. Did we? Is this... We did. We did. Real? Yeah, we did. We just beat a Reggie Rock. Yeah, Felix is stunned. Chuck looks at Churro and says, I, I had no idea you were that strong. You are an absolute boy. The Reggie Come Rock from under the ground goes, neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> Come on back. And can I switch my team out around a little bit now? Because Chuck doesn't want to go forwards without Boomer in the party. Um, yep, fine. You can both swap your parties. Okay, I'm just going to bring Boomer in for Meryl. Felix isn't really thinking about it. He's just kind of over the moon and, like I say, just absolutely flabbergasted. So he's not thinking straight, but he's really happy with Inky. Cool. We'll, we'll go and investigate. I'm going to switch my active Pokemon to Boomer. Boomer's like, what did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> so is that shining light Still there. Objects still there. Yeah. Okay, well, let's, let's progress. Trying to move over the rubble and everything that's left behind. Okay. You follow the short tunnel and enter a small chamber. A crack in the rocks above allow a beam of light through, illuminating a large floating rock. With one smooth outside edge but the bottom and opposite right sides are really rough, as though they have been broken away from something. As it spins, you see that it has something engraved on it. You see trees at the bottom and stars at the top, but in the middle is a dark circle with a white crescent shape on one side. The room goes dark once more. You both find yourself in a forest, with tall trees blocking the majority of the sun's light. You notice that your clothes have changed, and you're now wearing a cloth sleeveless top with boots and brown baggy trousers. 
you each have bows drawn and an arrow knocked as you creep through the trees. Your Pokemon are not with you. Something rustles in a bush to your left, and Felix lets fly an arrow, only to see a little yellow monster with a zigzag tail dash away. From between the trees, a pink light appears, getting slowly brighter and brighter. You can both feel yourselves tense up, the hair on the back of your neck standing on edge and sweat dripping from your brows as you point your bows in its direction ready to fire. The pink light lets out some form of light wave and before you can react, all the tension leaves you. The hairs on the back of your neck fall flat and you find yourselves lowering your weapons. Curiously, you follow the pink light through the trees until you come to a clearing underneath a giant tree. The pink light fades to reveal on the other side of the clearing two monsters. One black with a long white mane cries out as it leans over a purple creature with a crescent moon-like horns on its head. You approach the black monster and it turns to face you, a black and red glow forming around it. As it moves, you see the purple monster is badly injured, with blood covering the ground below it. You look at each other nervously and the black Pokemon stands ready to fight. But you lay down your weapons and approach with your hands stretched out in front. As you get closer, the black monster starts to relax and lets you come closer. The red and black glow around it dissipates. You see the purple monster is badly wounded with a deep gash across its stomach that's oozing blood. Chuck reaches into his side pouch, pulling out herbs and bandages despite the black monster's reservations it backs off and allows you to help dress the wounds this time everything goes blinding white and as you both close and cover your eyes you find yourself back in the cave facing the floating rock behind you you hear the familiar cry of a Pokemon and turn to see Mew floating in front of you Mew glows pink, brighter and brighter as it lets out a soothing cry, and you feel your Pokeballs shake on your belts, and see the cuts and scrapes on your own hands and arms start to heal. You feel the ground beneath you shift as the air around you changes, and the silence of the cave disappears, as you stand once more in front of the painting on the rock face in the dig site but the image of Arceus has once again vanished. From behind you, you hear the sound of two familiar voices. Well, well, well. We were wondering where you'd been hiding, 